1: Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Ross Vogel, your host, and this is episode 265. Today, I have Tom Finn with me. I can't wait for you guys to meet him. He's the co founder and CEO of LegUp, the first company to ensure employee retention for their clients. Spending his entire career in the insurance industry, Tom possesses a wealth of experience in employee benefits, insure tech, business development, and revenue strategies, all central to the company's unique offering, Talent Insurance. Talent Insurance provides a single platform for personalized professional development and mental health support for a fraction of the cost to small and medium-sized businesses. Welcome, Tom.
0: Kirsten, great to be with you.
1: Yeah, thanks for joining me. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing more uh, about your work and what has inspired you and then Yeah, we might talk as we just, we were chatting prior to the interview, uh, might talk a little health insurance in general (laughs) in the United States. So, um, but tell me a little bit about the work that you're doing with leg up and what impact you're hoping to make in the world through it.
0: Well, I think to understand what we're doing today, we have to go back a few years and understand the why behind starting a company. So for me, uh, I was in large insurance companies, uh, growing my career, leading teams, uh, but quite frankly, I was, I was struggling internally and I was struggling with a bit of an anxiety. I felt like I had a bit of imposter syndrome, I had this great job, I had this great team, sort of felt like somebody else um, should be running it. So ultimately, uh, I asked for a coach. I said, gosh, I got to figure this out. And uh, I got to figure out how to deal with this on my own. So I asked for a coach and, and ultimately the company came back and said, you know, an executive coach for you at this level is going to cost us a fortune. Um, just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. So unfortunately that didn't help. <laughs> ultimately, I left that company, went to a competitor, took a bigger job. And, uh, and then I was offered an executive coach, which really gave me the grounding and support um, to to thrive in my, in my role, in my career, but also uh, it helped me personally as well. So at that point, I thought, gosh, well, I'm only making an impact on my team of 30 people. What if I could make a bigger impact in the world? What if I could figure out how to get this tool that I just used and I could figure out how to Get it to everybody so that no matter if you're the administrative assistant or the CEO or any role in between, you can deploy support in terms of coaching to your employees anywhere in the world. And that's how we started Leg Up.
1: Great. So explain a little bit more about this service because, of course, I am a coach. I'm a leadership coach. I work with executives and small to medium-sized businesses. So I'm really curious to hear uh, how you're delivering uh, this service.
0: Yeah, so there's a there's a couple of key components to it. Um, first and foremost, we have a network of ICF credentialed coaches. So we go out and we source uh, some of the best coaches in the world that can support anybody at any level in an organization. Um, that's sort of step one. There's about 20,000 ICF coaches. So there's uh, plenty of supply uh, in the world in terms of uh, the business model. But really, Then it comes down to how do you connect the right people with the right clients? And so we built a technology infrastructure where people are able to come online and understand where they are from a productivity and well-being standpoint. So we give them assessments in how productive they are and how they're doing in their own personal well-being journey. And then we match them to coaches within our network based on their career level and based on their learning style and how they're doing uh again, in productivity and well-being. So we use this algorithm, we match everybody to a coach, and then we give them all of the systematic formulas around coaching. So we give them all of the topics, all of the tools, and they're able to create their own program with their coach. Um, so it's it's one people first, uh having the right coaches and a network, and two, technology to connect it all together.
1: So, how much time are they getting with with their own coach?
0: Yeah. So um a company will purchase uh, whether it's six or 12 sessions for each employee, and they'll have 50 minute sessions with their coach and they text and chat uh, in between uh, within our system. So you get, uh, for example, six sessions with your coach, 50 minute sessions, um, information resources within the system. And then of course, uh, people go back and forth and chat with with their coach throughout the process.
1: Okay, great. So uh, tell me, you, you shared a little bit about, um, what ex- personal experiences motivated you. Um, so tell me, uh, you know, the impact that coaching had for you and yeah, what motivated you to, to uh, work, to help make coaching more accessible?
0: Well, I think there's a, there's a lot of tie here between performance and coaching. And the idea around coaching is that you can have somebody else figure out your blind spot, there's somebody else that can help you perform at a higher level and feel better about what you're doing. And quite frankly, um, you know, coaching done well, uh, has a bit of a challenger profile to it, um, where you're being challenged to figure out the answer on your own. And so all of those components can inspire change within a person. And so I realized that for myself, and then I thought, my goodness, there's a big secret out there Um, That is really helping sort of the top CEOs, whether you're at a fortune 500 company or you're working in a small, medium sized business, um, that that trick uh, or that secret should be deployed to a lot more people. And so that's that's really why I started the company was to take this this wonderful tool that we have in the world and these wonderful people in coaching and uh, and lift them up uh, to give them more uh, utilization and revenue for themselves and ultimately you know, lift up the leaders and the employees of any company.
1: So as you think back about uh, the impact that you've made on, with some of your clients, I think it's so important for us personally to think about like where we've really made a difference because that can fuel our own passion and, you know, and that's what gives us that tenacity to to move through the bumps in the road. But also I think it can be really inspirational for others. So when you think about uh, the people that you've served, the companies that you served, you know, so it might be an organization and their team or maybe some individuals, but uh, can you share a story of about you know, one specific impact that you've made that really fuels your own personal passion?
0: Yeah, I think I think we'll start with uh, a member story. So we have a number of members on our platform and, and they reach out and give us feedback from time to time. One of the things that we do really well is measure behavior change. And so we do that um, with all of our, our science-backed initiatives, but we measure avoiding burnout. And it's one of the topics that has been really highlighted in the last couple of years avoiding burnout at work and at home and we had a member come to us and they were really burnt out really stressed getting ready to leave their company sort of pointing the finger at the company and saying i need a change and when she was finished with her with her coaching on the lego platform she came to us and said my goodness First of all, she improved her burnout score by 66%. So she decreased her burnout significantly. And she came to us and said, I was on the verge of tears every day at work. I was struggling at home with my family, and she's a mom, and she's struggling being a mom, and she's struggling being a leader in her company. And she was almost um, she told us she was almost in tears and the coaching really gave her a different perspective. And she started to eliminate some of the noise in her life, both personally and professionally, focus on what was important to her. And it ended up allowing her to be herself and bring down that sort of stress, anxiety or, or perhaps you know, the key word there is burnout. And so we, we hear those member stories all the time. Uh, and it's really important that we're impacting people's lives in these areas. I think, you know, we, we hear those stories and and I think they're important. And we always hear from HR or, or senior leaders at companies. Well, that's great. But what about, what about my bottom line? What about my company. If I invest in coaching for my people, I always hear this one, aren't they just going to leave? Uh, and it's a little bit of a misnomer. People are not going to leave because they get coaching. They're going to find their path and their passion. And perhaps it is not at the company they're currently at. But um, you know, I always tell people, why would you want an employee to stay at a company that they don't want to be at? So the, the next question is, well, what's in it for The organization and there's a ton of value to pushing coaching throughout your organization. One, creating a coaching culture makes makes you an attractive employer, and so we want to attract the best and brightest talent in our business. And coaching can help you do that. But I think when we get down to numbers, uh, I'll give you an an example. We have a real estate company. It has about 2,500 employees. That's a customer of ours, and we took their turnover rate from 44%, which is really high, 44% down below 15% for their executive director positions across the country. And they only changed one thing, and that was adding coaching from leg up into their employee benefit portfolio. So there's there's really good reasons to do it on the member side and support people in their emotional health and their journey. And there's, of course, hard data and facts Uh, for the, uh, for the business side as well.
1: Great. Well, I have to agree that uh, inserting coaching is very important. I think too, though, yes, there are times when someone finds like going through the process that maybe the current organization, or maybe even that job or role or profession is not aligned with their true passions and what really ignites their fire. Um, But hopefully they're not using, I think organizations that just want to throw money at it um, without kind of aligning a culture that, um, promotes the opportunity for people to to be their best and all of that. I think coaching on its own is not going to, um, you know, decrease turnover as much as it could if, um, you know, again, you need the culture that is aligned. So hopefully it's not a throwing the money at the problem, but um, they're taking a look at the culture too, because that's so important. Oh,
0: I couldn't agree more. I think it, culture is where it starts. And in fairness, a lot of companies don't know how to develop culture. And so they're not sure where to start. Uh, they don't have a team that has any experience in, in delivering delivering. delivering a a modern workplace culture. Um, And so they look to us for those types of resources. And if you can deploy it across your entire organization, so you employ and deploy coaching across your organization, it can really help change the culture in a positive way because people feel supported and it's sort of the first step. But again, as you mentioned, it's not the only step you have to have leadership buy-in and, uh, those leaders have to be willing to change.
1: Well, right. I mean, ultimately leaders create the culture, uh, because they're the ones who are creating the experiences for the employees and that's creating the, you know, um, how they behave, you know, their thoughts and processes, their feelings, and then how they behave in the organization. And of course, um, you know, when I do cultural assessments for organizations, I'm always uncovering, there's always some kind of communication snafus. Um, there's uh, very often can be silos and those kinds of things that, you know, even if you have some individual departments that are just really racking it, um, you need departments and individuals need others uh, to do their best work. And so, yeah, it's definitely important to address the, the culture as a whole. So uh, tell me, uh, what is your biggest internal or external challenge um, that that you've had to overcome and uh, how did you overcome it?
0: Kirsten, thank you. I, this could go so many different directions uh, on what challenges you face. I mean, when you start any company and you're a business owner as well, it's, you, you face a lot of different challenges, certainly in terms of um, building traction and building momentum and finding new clients. That's, I think that's all process. Um, but I think staying motivated is probably the number one component that, that comes into play. There's so many people that start organizations or have ideas or have really bright ideas and things that could change the world. But it does take a lot of intestinal fortitude to really push things forward and, um, and, and maintain your focus because there's, there's going to be days that things don't go the way that you plan. And you really have to have to find that, that toughness within yourself to push through. And I, I tend to find that putting something out there in, in the future and saying, this is what we want to do. We want to we want to change lives in this way. Um, gives you that north star that you can point to on a tough day or a tough week or my goodness, a tough month uh, if that happens.
1: So, can you share the personal story, kind of like what what did it feel like for you, and then what specific strategies um, did you use? I mean, sure. you talk generally about like a north star, and people should da da da. But I love the personal stories.
0: Yeah. So when I started um, leg up. I I left a corporate job with an executive salary and I I refinanced my house and I went cold turkey. Um, I didn't take a paycheck for two years and I used the cash from uh, refinancing my house to survive for the first two years uh, of creating the business. So I think the first... specific example is how do you fund it? How do you fund your business? And uh, that's one way to do it. There's, there's lots of other ways as well, but that's the way I did it. Um, I think second is you've got to find some people that you trust and that you can work with. Um, so whether that's a co-founder, um, I found mine in grad school. So I went to graduate school, um, got my MBA, and that's where I met my co-founder. So he balances me out because he's very technical. He's very project management-based and he thinks differently, but what ties us together is our core values. We've been able to make that successful. So sort of financial, and then the second bullet would be surround yourself with people of like minds. And then I would say the third part um, which is a little squishy, is that you've just got to get up and do the hard work. And I can't really put a number on that. You've got to get up and, and do the hard work to push your business forward. And those days are not always easy. Uh, what that looks like for me specifically is making sales phone calls, reaching out to people, putting myself out there, being vulnerable and saying, please come be an early stage client, you know, a couple of years ago when we were doing that. You know, those are sort of the three things that, that I think of when I think about actually laying the foundation of the company.
1: Great. Thanks for that. That'll be helpful for others. Um, and yeah, that is a lot of tenacity putting uh putting your house, you know, getting the second mortgage on your house. And uh I love that. That's you know, burning the boat. You gotta make it gotta make it successful. <laughs> so tell me what words of wisdom do you have for others who are wanting to make their own impact in the world?
0: The best way to think about making an impact is to find something that you love and find something that you're passionate about. You know, impact doesn't have to be fiscal. Um, It certainly doesn't have to be financial. It it helps to have a little money behind you to to create change. But when you find something that you love, and people talk about this all the time, right? Find, you know, find a job you love. You'll never work a day in your life. Uh, But there is some truth to it. And if you can find something that you're really passionate about, it doesn't matter if it's rescuing animals or, you know, redesigning spaceships or, anything in between, as long as you love what you do, you can make an impact with others because you'll put the weight of your passion and your soul doing. And I think that's so important. You know, I always tell people, don't, don't take a job for one reason or another. It's location, it's work from home, it pays a lot of money. Whatever it is will, will burn you out if it's not passion, if it's not love, if it's not something you deeply care about. And so it is so important to find that. And you can find it at, at 20 years old, You can find it at 60 years old, at 70 years old. It doesn't matter when you find it in your lifespan, but you got to go find it. For me, it was 30, uh, gosh, 36, 37 is when I kind of figured it out. But I had a lot of long hours working in big corporations um, trying to figure it out. Uh, And it it was a challenge. But I think finding your passion is, uh, is first and foremost for me.
1: Yeah, that's so important. I mean, life's too short. And, you know, really that we are given these gifts to use in the service of others and passion is that litmus test that tells us that we're heading in the right direction. And those that have listened to this podcast over time have heard me many times talk about kind of the two key factors of finding your passion. And it's the how you're spending your time. What are the kinds of tasks that you just absolutely are gifted in and love and um, that really energize you? And then how, what is the impact that you want to work to be making with those? Skills and gifts, because there's a million different ways that we can insert ourselves as a resource into the world. But uh, when you find those two things together, uh, that is your sweet spot, and that is amazing. If you can live a life where those two things combined, and um, and you're really working to make that difference that you are put on the earth to do, I,
0: I completely agree. It's uh, it's so it's so important, and it, it'll mean so much more to people when you when you figure out what that is. Your life just has a little bit more meaning to it. Not to say that it didn't before, but you just find this additional energy or maybe a a different gear so to speak, when you, when you put your passion down and and figure out how to move it forward.
1: Well, and as I always say, if you are going to start a nonprofit or a business or something, you better love the core of the work tremendously because, you know, especially in the beginning, you're going to be wearing all the different hats and again, having uncovering challenges and there'll be like things to celebrate for sure. But passion is what will give you that tenacity to keep moving forward and not give up. And uh, so you really want to be doing something that you love for sure.
0: So the test I always use for passion and doing something you love, do you look forward to Monday mornings? And I got to tell you, I, I absolutely love coming to work. I love Monday mornings, but most don't. So if you're the type of person that says happy Friday to everybody you talk to on Fridays, because you're so excited to get into the weekend, you're probably not quite there yet. My my favorite saying is happy Monday. Let's Let's get to work because we're We're creating value for people and we're having a lot of fun along the way.
1: Yes, definitely. Or maybe you don't even realize the weekend's coming up because, you know, you just do that work-life blend and uh, yeah, and absolutely are passionate and love what you do. Uh, And that is an amazing way to live. I will absolutely say that. So, well, thank you so much, Tom, for joining me today. Um, And again, if you want to connect with Tom, uh, you can find all of his information on today's show notes. You can find those by going to defeatthedrama.com, click on the podcast tab and go to episode 265 and, uh, If in the meantime, you need some additional kind of digital support with any of the impact work that you're doing, uh, you can definitely benefit from my, you know, 30 years of providing support uh, for clients around this area by going to myimpactacademy.com forward slash join tons of digital resources available there that you can access immediately 24 seven. So get out there, make your big impact. The world is waiting. And thanks so much for joining. And thanks again, Tom.
0: Thanks so much for having me.